Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Where'd Holy. Our, where'd our guest Ron go? We had a... Um, oh, Ron? Yeah. Pat, we had a guest today from a charity... We oh, are, okay. Ron decided to bail, though. Huh? Well, I, I I invited him. I said, Ron, um, would you like to stay for sports talk and you know see how the sausage is made? And he looked back <laughs> at me right away and said, No, I'd rather beat traffic over here. <laughs> <laughs> so a man after Joel's. Uh, you know, a good Minnesotan right there, man. You got to beat the traffic. I can't you know? blame him. A once in a lifetime Just, chance to sit and see how it's made. Imagine he, how yeah, many gotta, people beat the traffic. On uh, Sunday at uh, the uh, Ziggy, imagine oh, the people. Imagine no. the people with five minutes. Come on, we got to beat the traffic. Nobody all of whom, all of whom we will can't deny stick around leaving early. This. Oh yes, yeah. One of my favorite sports moments ever was I was in Atlanta when the Braves were playing Pittsburgh, and the National League playoffs. I think it was the year after. They'd played the Twins in the World Series. I, I, I think so. But uh, the Braves were getting beat, and they rallied in the bottom of the ninth and won the game famously. And Sid Bream came limping home from second base in a cloud of dust. He's safe. They won the game in the bottom of the ninth. Next morning, I'm driving to the airport, and they got this. I'm listening to this station that's uh, kind of a their version of KQ. You know, a lot of conversation mm-hmm. and. Uh, and these people are all calling up saying, damn it, I missed it, but I got home. I beat the traffic. Yeah. You know, they were they were making fun <laughs> of them. They were making fun of themselves. But I don't think Minnesotans, they'd be too sheepish. They wouldn't admit they left before Kirby hit the home run or right. Diggs caught the pass. They wouldn't admit it, They even if that. Now, you wouldn't have stuck around as a fan, would you, Joe? Hell no. <laughs> He would have heard the roar as he he's got closing his oh, car door. Oh man, I wonder what happened. If I was I writing, I, if I was writing, I stayed. Oh sure. Other than that, course. no. Yeah, no, no. But uh, that's that's great. He had to, so Ron had to beat the traffic. Huh? Okay. Right. He looked. You know what? Unfortunately, guys, he didn't even think about it. He uh, he, he <laughs> didn't give you the courtesy pause. Right. He had his mind made up and said, "You know what? I'll tell you what. He lives in he lives in Eden Prairie. That's I don't blame oh, the guy no. one pitch. Right. I knew. Right. Joe I don't know approve. why he stayed for the first two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come and get his photo taken, get a t-shirt, get the hell, get the hell out of here. I'm going to go home. Yeah, what? Uh, I know. did. Uh, I, I did. I said, I hope you were impressed. And he said, yeah, you, you're you busy. You do a lot of stuff. I said, yeah, well, Reavers is over there, too. And he said. He doesn't was, do much. He said, I was trying. Honest to God, he said, I was trying to figure out what he does. Yeah. <laughs> so are we. Joe's babysitter. Yeah. Just, Can't in, do case. You, Just you know, in case we got to look something up. One of the things that I was monitoring, we've all seen the reactionary videos from Viking fans all over the place. Yeah. John Height and I just watched a, a video of a, a long video of a New Orleans sports bar where the people were celebrating up until that final play oh. of the game. That was. Uh, you know, there's nothing better than watching fans just get their hearts ripped out of their chest at the end of a game, is there? <laughs> no, no, it's great. Hey, uh,. Did you see the video of the one the guy throwing his sixty-five inch TV? Oh yeah. my God! Uh, yeah. No, you know, you know, I've always said that's like you know I shouldn't bring this up because it's not a comparison, but 
those the people that get so depressed over the uh, like the loss of a of a girlfriend or something, and yeah. they off themselves. Yeah, because they're going to show them. Yeah. But then what? Yeah, that's you true. know. But then what? It's like throwing that TV. Okay, now that you did that, that's pretty final. You got a lot of hits on the internet, but you don't have your TV anymore, right? Now you got to get a GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah, I was the dummy right. that threw the TV. I better not have a TCL Roku 4K television. No, that thing would have no. jumped right back up onto the balcony. <laughs> I need one of those down here, man. My the TV in my. Uh, whatever room it is there's only like two of them uh it's terrible it's i don't know what i bought did I it come with it. the estate no i bought it but i did i made a bad uh, bad decision i gotta get a uh tc you need a smart tv steve I has a, a question for you patrick go ahead yes. steve patrick are you gonna be watching the game sunday with the weeping blondes no the smiling blondes you mean i watched it with the smiling blondes down here the uh, weeping blondes. I uh, I don't know where they uh, where they. I, I did a reunion piece on that in two thousand nine. Uh, you know, after the two thousand eight season. But I I don't know where the young ladies went. No, but uh, but they but were probably they, happy on Sunday. Yes, they were, and of course I went. I watched with the smiling blondes down here, uh, and uh, the one uh, gal, uh, my buddy Mackenzie. Uh, she sent me a, a photo of her today on Twitter being flat on the ground in near. She almost died from ecstasy. I mean, happiness. Mm-hmm. Don laying in front of the TV out at that tiki bar. And then she went and got herself a skull tattoo at one of the many Fort Myers oh, Beach tattoo no, parlors. No, yes. So, wow. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's an overreaction right there. Well, we're in day two, and I sense that nothing has calmed down. Oh, no. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I supported Sean Payton today. People got very upset with yes, me you because. Did. Well, he's an agitator, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I, I, I you knew know, you would agita- side with him. I knew agitation you Agitation doesn't always work. You know, sometimes it backfires, but you got to stick with it. Yeah, you're an agitator. Right? You got to yeah. stick with it. Yeah, stick yeah with it. T-shirts. Stay- we got to send Sean a T-shirt. An agitator Do we have shirt? any left around? I think the so. agitate T-shirt from two years ago? I think so. Yeah, Heck, he could have mine. That was great. That's right. <laughs> that that would be now. How stick uh, with it. have we gotten a report on Reavers' post game behavior? Uh, Where were you watching it? At I, home? I was at Comley? home. I was at home with the fam, and okay, it was and then you nearing, had to leave. It was nearing uh, bath time, you know, towards the conclusion of the game. And I said, "Well, they're going to lose, but we got to watch the whole the end of the yes, game because right. we almost went up and I almost missed the play." But okay. I convinced her since you know it was a. It was a Sunday night that we could stay up and... and uh, well, plus mm-hmm. they didn't have school the next day. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, and I had to stay home yesterday with the boys. So mm-hmm. uh, it was almost like it was a Saturday night at so our you house. So you weren't out drinking with the with, at some local establishment to make a fool of yourself? No, I was making this. a fool of myself in my living room. <laughs> wait, wait, let me ask one question. Were you able to... Uh, Converse or speak with your wife at because no, some members of the staff were not able to. To your favor, to your in your right, favor, right. that's that's good. Yeah, I I was uh, I was feeling no pain, but I was doing it in the comfort of my own home. Who was not allowed to speak to their uh, spouse? That would be the rook. No, he's. We're referencing the uh, the Thursday Thanksgiving from uh, a year ago. Oh, where, oh, where I, I couldn't make the sounds, but Reavers mm-hmm. was still in a <laughs> in a state of mind to be able to say yes and no. Here so. we got to mm-hmm. take uh, Neil. Neil, go ahead, please. 
Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. I, I think you think the guy that threw his TV off the balcony alcohol might have something to do with that. I think so. <laughs> and then um, chance. I'm just gonna ask you guys if you think this um, this t- was so totally unexpected that that touchdown. Do you think that kind of somewhat of redemption for that Drew Pearson push off? I mean, kind of an opposite comparison. Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah, for that's sure. Forty-three years ago, yes, I'm, it is. I'm not sure. There's... But we did it without a push-off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but for yeah. us that remember, us that remember it, you know, it's it was. I remember that better than almost anything. I just remember just falling down as a kid, going. Rah! I wonder if uh, anybody would have gotten hit in the head with a uh, whiskey bottle, a pint of uh, Corby's whiskey, if it had been in New Orleans. Yeah. That uh, so that we might have Thank seen you. some objects thrown onto the uh, field. And yes. the official's name was Armin Terzian. Yes, he was, and that is when the Sid Hartman rule came into effect mm-hmm. for the National Hockey Football League. Mm-hmm. We used to before that game get to go in. And talk to, you know, you could knock on the door and then go in and talk to an official and ask him about a call, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and in this case, Armin Terzian, who looked like one of those Revolutionary War guys, you know, right. he had his whole head bandaged, you know, yeah. bandaged you know, cloth. All he needed was a fife and drum corps. <laughs> and the blood was coming through the... the Band-Aid. Tape, tape that was around his head and... and uh, Sid burst into the uh, uh, r- official's room without invitation to tell Armin Terzian what a bleeper he was <laughs> as he was bleeding. And the next year, we had pool reporters. Yep. The next year, you could not uh, you could not en masse go into the referee's room and ask him questions. You had to send each, I think each team as... Uh, press corps was assigned a pool reporter, and they could go down and request it. Wow. So this, the Sid Hartman rule came into effect uh, when the whiskey bottle was thrown, yes. I listened to that game on the radio. Really? I was in I L.A., was so I'm wondering, why was I in L.A.? Was it close to the Rose Bowl? Was it? I bet it yeah, was. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, yeah, probably was. It might have been uh, the year I went to talk to Mock and uh, maybe stand <laughs> outside. <laughs> Yeah, that could have been. That could have been. Except I think it was. Yeah, seventy six. So Mock would have been. It's he would have been no, was, managed for wow. one year. You punch in Drew no, Pearson on seventy five. Seventy five. So Mock had just been named as manager. That's then, that so he was, probably that's didn't why know you was well. out there. He said okay. you're staying outside. <laughs> if you just punch in Drew Pearson on that Google. Was, that was even before he did. He knew he didn't know. He, he had not yet found out. You didn't know who Gabby Parton right, was yet right, either. He right. didn't know. He didn't know what a baseball maven he was talking That's to right. when he said, "Stay out there, yeah. <laughs> stay out there." Oh man! Well, he later explained, "There's just certain times of the year when you don't want to be around other people." <laughs> Because they got the flu. Yeah. And well, boy, did I have it. Oof. Apparently down here in uh, Florida, it's all over the place. I'm fine. But uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of it going around down here. So. Yes, Rook. I was just going to say, when you punch in Drew Pearson on Google, the first thing that comes up is Drew Pearson push off. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Above all stats and everything else. Uh, just a moment. We'll return. Timberwolves at Orlando. Tonight, yes, fighting uh, see, for recognition. See if they can. Uh, they now uh, are tied with the Spurs uh, for the uh, in the West, and they have the fifth tied for the fifth best record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Been a while since they've had that lofty. Orlando's not very good, and even that Houston team that they're playing on. Uh, 
on the uh, back end of this uh, quick little road trip. Thursday is uh, not not what it was, not playing like it did. We're going to start the top of the next hour with uh, some fun from that Clippers-Rockets game last night. Did what you was hear? the deal but with that? They, they had all these battles out there and cheap shots and threats. And the uh, Chris Paul who played with the Clippers for a bunch of years, left the Clippers, signed with the Rockets. There was a lot of bitterness by Blake Griffin, who was their other big star and other guys. So they got in this big row going on. So Chris Paul knows the back route to the to the other team's locker room from having been there, right? Yeah, they snuck so in. They so send, they send this big 6'10 guy, Capella, uh, a center down there to pound on the door, the front door, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like he wants in. And then they sneak in the back door, <laughs> like four of them, but they finally get stopped by security. But it's uh, they're going to go at it in the, uh, in the locker room. And we're going to play the audio of uh, Barkley and Shaq talking about it last night on TNT. It is fantastic. Man, it's funny. Well, basketball fights aren't funny. Remember, no, because uh, there's no uh, no protective there's, equipment. There's no helmets. There's nothing to convince you not to take your best shot, right? Who was the like, guy I'm thinking of who took the punch in the face? Kermit. Well, uh, Rudy Tomjanovich got Kermit, Kermit Washington, Kermit punched, Washington yeah. punched him and it broke his face and basically it turned him from a superstar to a mediocre player. Right. And then there was the one in uh, Auburn where the the. The riot at the what do they call it malice at the palace, uh, where they went in the where, where they went in the stands and uh, and uh, Ron Artest went in the stands and then there was eight eight people in the stands fighting with the fans. Did you mention the one at the barn? Didn't we have a? a... Well, yeah, oh, that was yeah, that was that uh, was that was, uh, that was uh, seventy uh, Mussy's first year. Ohio 72. State, right? January seventy two. Yeah, I was there for that one. NHL All Star Game in Minneapolis the same in Met Met Center the same night. Was that the, right? Uh, yeah, the Gophers in Ohio State playing for first place in the Big Ten, and Met Center uh, had the All Star Game that. Was night. that the night Masterton died? Then no, Masterton died. I thought uh, he died in an All Star Game. No, no, he died. It's a regular uh, game. Regular season game. The oh. first year they were here. Oh, okay. uh, in fact, last night was the yesterday was the fiftieth anniversary of when he died. Oh. The event took place on the thirteenth. Of January, and he died two days later at Fairview. Or officially was, uh, you know, officially was uh, ruled to have died on uh, January fifteenth, nineteen sixty-eight. Fifty mm-hmm. years ago. Hmm. Fifty years ago. You know that uh, we were talking about him yesterday. He was a great player at Denver University when they were the powerhouse. They won back-to-back national titles. He was the star of that team, sixty-sixty-one. And but he was a Montreal Canadian property, right? Yeah. And then he had a six-team league. Right. And he'd, he'd go down to the AHL or some other league and get a bunch of goals, and he had no chance to ever see the NHL because they were, you know, he was as good as he was. He They weren't going to call him up because they had their team. And he finally quit and came to Minneapolis and was working in the Twin Cities, just a job. He just had a job in the Twin Cities. And then when the expansion came, they were scrounging for players, and they – Signed, Ren Blair signed him, and he ended up making the club and uh, was uh, was a good player for them. He scored the first goal in uh, North Star history. I didn't know that. October 11th, 1967. Yeah, mm-hmm. I only know that 
because I looked it up yesterday. I, I, I remembered that he scored the first goal after reading it, but I didn't remember it. Why do, you think, why do you think 50 years ago people went to North Stars games dressed up? I don't know. They were men wore but, suits. But, well, look at the 65 World Series. That's true. Everybody's got a suit and tie on yeah. sitting behind in the lower. Yeah, they did. And they wore hats. So there was what no. Having a hat. There was no face paint? No face like paint. Like you see at a Viking no, playoff game? No, no. <laughs> no. Now, the Viking games had a tendency. You, you, you had your snowmobile suits on, you know, right. so it got a little more informal. You're like but, little Ralphie on uh, a Christmas. Or yeah, uh, yeah. Randy on a Christmas <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, trying to reach for the bottle of snowshoe grog. Yeah, even then, uh, alcohol was part of the operation uh, with the uh, with the uh, Vikings, but uh, yeah, not, as, not like it is today. But, but aided uh, and abetted by the fact that you had those big suits on, you could squirrel sure, it oh, away, smuggle it in. Yes, yeah. yeah, there's no doubt. And you know, tailgating was it pretty much started at no matter what the Packer fans and other people want to tell you, it pretty much started at the Met Stadium parking lot. Where they and, had uh, plenty of room mid, to do it. Mid-60s, sure they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. it carried over to the kicks, which was essentially just an excuse <laughs> to have a tailgate party. Yep, boy, that was... Uh, that was a that tailgate was... party where there was a, an occasional <laughs> soccer game. Occasionally, somebody would go in. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have 5,000 people at the game and 45,000 in the parking lot. I have never wanted to be 10 years younger any time in my life. <laughs> And when I saw those, yeah. those uh, what the hijinks that was going on, it was unbelievable. Sports Talk will return shortly, but here's John Height in the Sports Talk newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and seven degrees. Uh, if I may address something, yeah, uh, before we get to uh, our normal work here, yeah, uh, we earlier had the story about the Pope. Uh, speaking in Chile. Pat, uh, Pat the Pope's in yes. Chile. All right, okay. We have to correct, a, or not correct, uh, flush out something. He spoke mm-hmm. at O'Higgins Park there, Patrick, and we were, oh, we were where concerned. Where did they get the Irish? Exactly. Yeah. But huh. uh, now some information has been sent to us uh, by, uh, looks like a fellow named Ted. In uh, uh, Mankato. In Mankato. Uh, apparently, Bernardo O'Higgins Requelm. The Spanish rule in the Chilean War of Independence, he was a wealthy landowner, second supreme dictator of Chile. He's considered one of Chile's head, uh, a fully independent Chile state. In other words, Bernardo O'Higgins was kind of like the George Washington, it appears, there you are. of Chile. He was huh. Spanish and Irish. Learn more here by same. accident than elsewhere by design. O'Higgins uh, Park. Uh, so was there? Was he a native, or did he uh, come over by steamship and then uh, and then buy a bunch of land? Well, for let's two not cents. confuse. That's, it. Let's just uh, stick yeah. with yeah, We'll we just got. say no, he's okay. from Spanish and Irish descent. That's all. Okay. We can say. I think right. I've got a little um, well audio from the uh, the, the Pope oh, who was with the uh, indigenous people uh, right. uh, <laughs> down there from. Gosh, uh, it was a, it was a while ago. Just it, it's a little grainy, so you yeah. need to give it a good listen here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, nah, mate, we just hold him. <laughs> Wait. What did he say? He wants to know if we're allowed to eat these men. <laughs> no. Now, indigenous people in Chile, they don't speak with Australian accents. No. Oh, no. dang it. You outed me. <laughs> that was from Crocodile Dundee. What's wrong with you? Have you ever asked yourself what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, the croc. You know what I always ask Michael myself? Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> you know what I always ask myself about Chile? What? What's that? Who thought it was a good idea to have a country that was 50 miles wide and 
12,000 miles long. Yeah. I mean, that's stupid. It's shaped right. funny. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's... Uh, hey, buddy, who aligned this property? It's <laughs> <laughs> got a funny shape. I got the whole... King, I secured the whole coast for you. I got yeah. the whole coast. That's true. That's good real estate. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I, I didn't get too far inland. <laughs> Our charge. King, to, King, I've got so good if news I wanna and bad go, news. I want to go get a loaf of bread. I got to drive 75 right. miles south. Yeah. <laughs> we got off the ship and we took a quick right. Yeah. We kept going. Ship, I got you. King, I got you a hell of a lot of water. Right. But the bad part is we don't go too far in. <laughs> no. You know what? Yeah. I always ask myself about chili. What? Don't, why don't beans do and why sometimes not beans? Yeah. Okay. Timberwolves hit the road tonight after that long, successful homestand there in Orlando to play the Magic. Joe, I have a question to ask you. Uh, the Pope is in Chile, we, we, right. we discovered. How long would it take for you to finally get to Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> yeah, That wouldn't happen. My brain doesn't work that way. I don't think anybody's done no. except Rook. That's what you know what, you know what uh, Tom Kelly would have said about Rook's last uh, attempt at humor, why don't you? Uh, no. no, your limitations. 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 He said it. He was such a nice guy that night as I was emceeing. He wasn't being mean. No. He was just saying, Rook, uh, no, your limitations. You know what he was doing? He was managing. He was managing. Yeah. I'll never forget the great line. I can't remember which of the North Stars it was, but they were on the island uh, in the playoffs. And it was the year the Pope got shot in Rome, remember? Yes. And, yeah. and the players looked up at the TV and said, Jesus, they cut him in his own room. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he was at home. Right? Sure. Yeah. He was on home ice. Yeah. Yeah. Got him in his own room. Got him in his own room. A Pennsylvania man arrested for punching a police horse and its rider at Lincoln Financial Field over the weekend during the Eagles game. 22-year-old Taylor Hendricks is from Whitehall, Pennsylvania. He was ejected from the game between the Eagles and the Falcons because he was intoxicated and didn't have a ticket, according to Philadelphia police. Following his ejection, police said he approached a mounted officer and began punching the horse in the face, neck, and shoulder area. Police spokesman Troy Brown said the officer on the horse was then hit in the legs by the male. Another officer came over and grabbed the male, who was then placed in custody. Luckily, neither the horse nor officer were seriously injured in that accident. He's facing several charges. Aggravated assault, taunting a police animal, simple assault, and defiant trespassing. The Eagles beat the Falcons, of course, will host the Vikings this Sunday. Well, uh, get ready, because uh, Viking fans, if you're going to go out there, because these people are nuts, <laughs> the, the Eagles fans. And with that kickoff time, whoop! Look out. A lot of, of pregame. Yeah. Mungo only pong. <laughs> I knew we were going to get it. <laughs> yeah, but you never got him punching the horse. You yeah. didn't get there. I guess no. there's no sound on that one. No. It's just a big... Mongo yeah. did get him square. You know, yeah. he got that horse he square. He did. News notes from today. The Lyle Public School District canceled class for tomorrow after a semi-trailer crashed into a school this morning and it injured four people, including two students. The superintendent there said counseling will be provided to students once classes resume. According to a message sent to parents of students, the school will be closed tomorrow because there's significant damage to two classrooms and the ongoing cleanup. What would the counseling be? Kids, sometimes a truck hits a school. What, what, what the counselor? 
No word. On Don't the... be afraid of trucks, I yeah. guess. <laughs> no word on whether school would resume on Thursday. Superintendent Brian Boyson wrote that counseling services uh, will... Oh, I already read that. Pardon me. Rochester mm-hmm. TV station KAAL reported uh, two students who were inside the school at the time of the accident were injured, along with the driver and a child passenger in a vehicle that was also hit by the semi. TV station reported the semi crashed into an art classroom while class was in session. At the time, officials were worried the roof would collapse when the semi was removed. No one was allowed inside the school this morning. It appeared the entire cab of the truck was inside oh. the building. I uh, cannot hear Mongo without thinking of, uh, of course, the guy who played him, Alex Karras, sure. and the line to George Plimpton where he points out that one of his Detroit Lions teammate has teammates has had a <laughs> testicle removed. Yes. And then he screams across, Hey, Pete, are you working your ball off? <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? Paper Lion? Paper Lion, yeah. yeah. Driver of a vehicle that was torn in half when it hit a tree just after mid, uh, midnight last night is okay. The crash happened on the 100 block of County Road B right along the border of Little Canada and Maplewood. Investigators, uh, investigators say alcohol was not a factor in the crash. Authorities are inve- investigating the exact cause. I have an email here from Lee. I can't attest. I never attended a Kicks game in person, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Lee says the Kicks games were the only sporting event that you got kicked out of the parking lot <laughs> into the game by the authorities. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they did. About halfway through the, You're I think it was me. the first season, they started driving people. They had ho- they had horses out there. The cops out there had horses. <laughs> they were driving people inside to the game. Get in the game where you belong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and a haze of, of dope smoke was so thick. <laughs> planes, planes were delayed. Were trying to get yeah. through it. <laughs> a White House doctor pronouncing President Trump medically fit this afternoon to serve as commander-in-chief and added he easily passed a voluntary cognitive assessment designed to test his mental reflexes. Wow. Dr. Ronnie Jackson told reporters during an unusual briefing at the White House, the president's overall health is excellent. Jackson did say the 71-year-old, 239-pound president could use more exercise and a better diet that's lower in fat and carbohydrates. Uh, Trump, who's known to eat lots of junk food and to avoid exercise beyond golf, is overweight. Jackson said they set a reasonable goal of losing 10 to 15 pounds in the coming year and developing a regular fitness routine. Sure, they did. Jackson said the president's far more enthusiastic about the diet part than the exercise part. Uh, Trump has gained three pounds since his physical in 2016. He does take a drug to reduce cholesterol, but does not use tobacco or alcohol. One of the reasons the doctor said he's in general good health. And there's another reason. 12 Diet Cokes a day. <laughs> he's, a 12, he's a 12 Diet Coke guy. Is he seriously? Or yes. You making yes, that up? No, does no, it, no, I would not know about yeah. it. He's a Diet Coke <clears throat> addict. Yeah. Does he uh, drink it with two hands on the can? Does he lift it to his mouth? <laughs> right. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> is it can or plastic bottle, Pat? Because I think that might factor in. Because you're a yeah. plastic bottle guy, Most, not a can. Mostly, mostly. Yeah. But I'll drink it out of a can if necessary. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced. <laughs> And a U.S. official says the Trump administration will cut tens of millions of dollars in funding for the U.N. Agency for Palestinian Refugees, slashing this year's first contribution by more than half. The official says the U.S. is making additional donations contingent on major changes to the organization. The official said the U.N. Relief and Works Agency was notified the U.S. is withholding $65 million of the planned $125 million installments. All right, Johnny, thank you. you
police in the eastern German city of Dresden say two men suffered minor injuries after backing into one another in two consecutive accidents. A police said Tuesday the 49-year-old man pulled into a disabled parking place Monday afternoon but noticed his mistake and then put it in reverse. Whoops. As he backed out, he accidentally hit a 72-year-old man who was walking behind him, injuring the man slightly. The two exchanged information for a report. At that point, the older man got into his car, backed out of his own parking spot, hitting the younger man in the process, and slightly injuring him. Whoops. Police say it was at that point they were called to the scene of the two accidents in the Saxony capital. Uh, both men will be just fine. Do you know how long Johnny Height... You're familiar with Costco, right? Sure, very. Do you know how long a 75-year-old woman will wait for a car to back out of a parking spot <laughs> in the Costco parking lot in Fort Myers, Florida? Mm, a long, long time. time. A long, longer than, long I'm, time. I'm suspecting longer than needed, in your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I almost tried to risk my life and run down three people to get around this woman who would have been there for 12 minutes. She wasn't even sure the person was leaving, but she was there. The uh, amazing thing about Costco parking lots to me, people will walk in front of your car even if you are moving. They don't don't even look. They just (laughs) walk as if they're impervious to injury from a car hitting them. They, uh, they they didn't spend a lot of time trying to make their parking lot safe, that's for sure. Uh, High school student R.J. Duarte started mowing lawns at the age of eight. Yes. He's right now, a high school student, he has a business that generates over six figures a year. Ooh. Good for him. Duarte was on Fox Business's uh, t- television show, and he said, as I kept it going into more and more, and then, you know, like 2012, I brought on a business partner, <laughs> Owen Johnson. Both Duarte and Johnson admit they didn't have a business plan, no capital, and no bank loans, but through word of mouth and good reputation, they soon found themselves busier than ever. The business reached a milestone in the past year of $100,000 in gross revenue. He said, we worked all summer and all year to make that. The company now employs one full-time employee as well as part-time teams of other high schoolers to help with day-to-day tasks. The business partner's accolades keep rolling in as well. In 2015, he said they won the Young Americans Bank Business Award, and he says it just keeps kind of going up and up from there. Yeah, lawn since. service, John? That's correct, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was expecting to happen when I gave uh, you one of my many extra uh, lawnmowers to give to one of the. That was uh, Matthew Jr., right? Uh, Ma- well, Matthew Jr. Uh, wanted to start a lawn care business mm-hmm. with one of his buddies, and very innocently in grade school, they they were going to full service, full yes. service, yeah. but they. They wanted to call it blow and go. Blow yeah. and go. It was, it was uh, blow and mow. Was that rejected? Blow and mow. Uh, we, blow and uh, mow. Once they had the pamphlet up, because they had the, the leaf blowers and the lawnmowers, we said, okay. let's not go with um, Let's put this on Craigslist. Uh, yeah. It was mow and blow. Mow yeah. and blow. And he said, no, we're, uh, let's find Which a different name. Which one of you guys is, you're mowing, that guy's blowing. So Matthew's at the junior at the University of St. Thomas, and the other kid's at junior at the Madison. Okay. And, and uh, uh, they've 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 decided not to proceed with that. <laughs> okay, so I, I can't. I'm not. Service. I'm yeah. not getting a check then. Uh, no, you're not getting a check. And Gabe, okay. uh, <laughs> Gabe's not really a uh, a worker bee. No, he can fix stuff, but he doesn't want to get out there and work. All right. Mm.
So thanks for the more, pal. <laughs> <laughs> now, did they go as far as to get like the car mechanic shirts with the name tag? One that said Mole, the other that said uh, No, the kibosh was put before any, uh, any investment in, uh, in attire. Hi, I'm Mole. Me and Blow. <laughs> Well, we're all done mowing. Pat, if you were, were to get a check, you're behind me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, you got, okay. I got my lead investor still waiting on the uh, frozen scraps or whatever that <laughs> wax <frozen> hands. Hands. <laughs> Put your hand in this ice. Let's see how we freeze it up here. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Police in Wayne County, Pennsylvania, are uh, seeking information about uh, two people caught on a video in a Walmart. They allegedly stole a woman's credit card and then scurried away on scooters. There you go. I wish you could see the picture. I know it's radio, but I did. See it's it. exactly what you'd expect. Yep. What the what was about three bills, Joe? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some big guys. The big, big guy. Guy was also big. Yeah. Uh, the, so they didn't run very fast. Well, no, no, they were on, they're scooters. on scooters. Oh, see, see, that was okay. that was the, that was a bit there. Yep. Right? See. Rolling. Pennsylvania State Police have released store surveillance images of the pair pictured on their electric scooters at the Walmart. Local TV station reports the two took a woman's credit cards and some cash after she lost her purse in the Honesdale Walmart on January 4th. They did use the credit card to make several purchases, including at another Walmart, where more surveillance images were captured. An image of the pair's car, a Subaru station wagon, also captured when they used the credit card at a gas station to get gas. Anyone with info there is asked to call the state police. I've been to Hawaii seven or eight times. And, you know, the ocean's beautiful and the islands and the rocks and the waterfalls. But the most amazing sight in Hawaii is the 350-pound Samoan guys riding on those little tiny scooters. <laughs> there's, there's an endless number of these guys, and they got these little tiny scooters that weigh less than they do. It's amazing. Are those wheels working a little overtime there? They're pressed to the, uh, the yeah. lava? Endless one. Endless Pressed uh, to guys. the lava. Yeah, it's all lava down there. It's all lava. <laughs> a plane passenger was arrested after trying to board a plane while wearing an excessive amount of clothing. The fella was planning to travel from Iceland to England last Wednesday when he realized all his clothes wouldn't fit into his checked luggage. Sure, he didn't want to pay an extra bag, man. That's right. So to get around mm -hmm. the luggage allowance rules, Ryan Carney Williams put on eight pairs of pants <laughs> and ten shirts. <laughs> Ryan says he was Jeez. denied a boarding pass after he did not meet the baggage allowance criteria. In a tweet, he claimed the refusal was, uh, he blamed it, of course, on racial profiling. And it's not clear why he did that, according yeah. to authorities. It's reported he refused to leave the check-in desk and staff had to call a security guard over. Uh, Ryan posted a video to his Twitter page slamming the airline. He wrote, I'm being... Did he look a little chubby? Uh, with uh, the he looked, uh, yes. What ethnicity? Uh -huh. Uh, he looked uh, perhaps, uh, I, I can't say uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, but, he claimed racial profile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I Might would have guess been a white guy. A mixed race mm -hmm. uh, fella, mm -hmm. actually. Okay. He wrote, Can I get a seat extender? A cheap ass mixed race fella. <laughs> That's right. In a video he posted alongside, he's asking staff why he's not allowed to fly before being approached by two security guards. One of them says, do we need to call the police? To which he replies, yeah, I haven't done anything wrong. 
In a later tweet, he claims he was arrested and maced, although police say that's not true. Uh, Finally, after he put up all his responses online, EasyJet responded saying they would refund his his flight after a series of messages from him. And it's popping up all over East Dallas. Nobody knows why. It's markings, big, giant purple tacos all over the area. Uh Uh-oh. Got a new taco firm coming to town, I would think. Mysterious symbol appears. Well, it's uh, actually, it's graffiti. So somebody's uh, (laughs) tagging stores, fronts, garage Mm -hmm. doors, walls. Nobody knows what it means. Police say they have no idea who's responsible. They'd like anybody who has any idea what this all means to give them a call. And they sure they're drawing tacos. Okay. They are. I saw a picture. It's a purple taco. Okay, good. Thank you. Means the Vikings are coming. Yeah, (laughs) that could be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I can't find it, Rook. You're going to have to take us to break. Whether you're a sports fan or a sports fan, you're amongst friends here. 1500 ESPN. Pat, I saw him on the news last night, and they had not previously been heard from. The Viking World Order. Oh, yeah. I hadn't seen them lately. Yeah. No, I did a piece on them five, six years ago, but I bet they are celebrating. They're, that's for uh, sure. They're very excited. The Viking World Order. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I've always wondered if I hadn't gotten into the sports uh, journalism business, could have I ended up in the Viking World Order? Yes. That, that, would have, that would have really been sad, wouldn't it? But, yeah. Uh, what do you got anyway. coming up? Oh, uh, we're action-packed. We got uh, Britt Robson on the uh, Timberwolves. We have uh, Tim Yatter on the Vikings, and Chip Scoggins on all of the above and other matters. So uh, we're uh, action-packed here the next two hours. Did the Vikings get yesterday off or today off? Uh, Tuesday's the day off. Tuesday's the day off. And they don't change that even when they're going to the NFC title game. Also, one other thing, uh, we will have uh, the uh, Barkley and Shaq uh, audio uh, at the top of the hour here about the fight. They thought it was rather humorous that the police were calling. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.